Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Media Buffet Podcast. I'm your web slinger co-host, Matthew Fletcher. Okay, and I'm your second co-host, Kendall Bynes. (laughs) And today's podcast, obviously, we're going to be talking about the new Spider-Man movie, Across the Spider-Verse, and we'll be giving you our spoiler-free thoughts, so don't worry if you haven't seen it. We'll give you a warning before we jump into spoiler reviews, but... Before we do all that, obviously follow us all across social media at Media Buffet Pod, and you can email us at Media Buffet Pod at gmail.com. And be sure to share, like, and review our podcast. It helps us out a ton. And I'm speeding through this because I'm just so ready to talk about this fucking movie, man. Um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Uh, you know, if we're giving ratings, uh, I got to give it a 9 out of 10. Only because they made it a goddamn part one. <laughs> now we gotta wait, what, 2024? Hopefully, till the next iteration. God. Yeah. yeah, so at first, like I gave this a um 9.5 out of 10. But then like the more it's just sitting with me, just uh for the animation alone, I think it's made it a 10 out of 10. Best movie of the year? I mean, I, I don't know yet. It's still pretty early. The only thing that's like holding it up for me is Guardians 3, but I still think this is better. Yeah, somehow they did it. <laughs> but I'll tell he's, you he's, what I... He's a little biased. No, this is what I thought about it. This guy, I knew he kept it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he kept it. I knew he kept it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for those of you or who, who just listen only, he's got a Burger King crown, but it's the Miles Morales <laughs> variant of the crown, uh, because shortly after the movie, we went to Burger King to try the, the Spider-Verse burger. Like children. Spoiler. That was 10 out of 10. <laughs> I like <loved> children. <laughs> we like four of us when grown ass adults get in. Can I get a wet Spider-Man burger? Look, man, I saw it on my feed all week. Uh, you know, I love the Whopper. We, you know, we we talked highly of Burger King, so it was, you know, it was only natural that we had to try the, you know, the tie-in. Uh, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler or not, but there was or an Easter egg, but there was a Burger King burger in the movie. It wasn't the same one, but it was, you know, yeah, a Burger King burger. So, I mean, I I wanted it too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, and Theirs Kendall. No, yeah, see, I, mine wasn't a 10 out of 10 burger. I love Whoppers, but they just, like, I don't know. They didn't like me. They fuck, fucked it with mayonnaise. Like, I just loaded it. Bro took a french fry and wiped, like, a whole glob of mayo off of it. Mine didn't have that much mayo. Multiple times. My only times. problem was, like, the, uh, there was too much onion on mine. But, I mean, I didn't take any off. I just ate it. No, but it was great. I just had to wipe that shit off. But, it, basically, it tasted just like a Whopper, I would say. But it was, like... The bun was like a little softer. Yeah, That's I think the I biggest thought. surprise for me was just like they got the tomatoes red too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how'd they do that? I don't know how they did that. <laughs> I don't know, man. They must have, they dyed the bun with beet juice. Maybe they did the yeah. same with the tomatoes. I've never, you know, what universe? You know what, they? too? <laughs> they, they had the ketchup red too, which, you know. Was, Damn, I didn't think about that. Yeah, the ketchup, bro. Wow. And then the mayo was like white, like the like Spider Man's webs, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. Layers, bro. You know what? Yeah, bro. 
It was, 15 out of 10. 15 out of 10. Bro, and the the meat was like the spider cow. <laughs> He's getting a horse confused with a cow once again. He did this last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's spoilers. Wait, you didn't hear that. No, but he, this... he was revealed. It was revealed in the trailer. <laughs> this isn't a burger review. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> well, look, we got to talk about food. It's in, it's in the name. It's in the brand. That's true. There you go. And, don't let him fool you. He really wanted this crown. I got it for him, but then my other friends were looking, so he was he was too embarrassed to grab it. So. I, did, I did not want the crown. I wanted the burger. Loser. I got it. It's okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the movie. We went to a special, like, fan screening. We got to see it one day early, so it wasn't, like, crazy early. But we got a free poster at the end of it, so that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. Definitely going to get I that still, framed. Yeah, I still haven't got mine hung up. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. It's it's a very nice poster. We thought there was going to be variations, but it's, it's at least ours were the same. Maybe they hand out different posters on different days. But either way, it's still like a slick poster. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's spoilers, but there's a lot of variations. And one of the variations was a, a PS4 Spider-Man. So. Yeah. Well, so spoiler-free thoughts, you know, yeah. I... Overall, I really enjoyed this movie, and I had such high... I can't take myself serious, man. You got to take it off. <laughs> no, nah, bro. The whole time. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going to be in the screenshot. It better be in the screenshot. <laughs> this dude has a dang Spider-Man crown. Like, Ciao. Thumbnail Ciao. for sure. That's why everybody loves him. Okay. Uh... He thinks he's a Raymond. Blood thinks he's a Raymond. <laughs> okay, Chris. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, but overall, I really love this movie, and I went in with such high expectations because Into the Spider Verse is like, you know, one of the best animated films of all time, and one of the best Spider-Man films, if not the best. So somehow they still exceeded my expectations for this movie. I was not ready for this movie. <laughs> I gotta say, right from the jump, it's just like it hits you. Because their animation style from the first one was so inventive, and somehow they just kept that trend going and made more inventive things, you know? And um, the impact the Spider-Verse movies have on the culture is crazy. Like, you see every animated movie trying to do what they do now with their art style and taking risks and uh, stuff like that. But... Yeah, overall, like I said, a 10 out of 10 for me, and I I really need to watch it again. <laughs> what do you think? I definitely want the the Blu-ray. Uh, I had, uh, or no, I bought for, for Christmas somebody. I got uh, the first one for somebody else, but I got to get both of them because, uh, like, there was just so much going on uh, animation wise too. Uh, I, I need to, I need to hold the disc so I can freeze frames and stuff to go back and stuff. Cause I know there's stuff I miss, but like, as far as like the animation, everything was crisp, clean, certain models, I'll say models. Uh, cause it looked 3d where some of them look, you know, traditionally drawn, like hand-drawn cell shading, uh, art style, but some of them look like 3d models. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll say certain models, certain models look like they took time to make. And like, there was like, I don't know how to explain it because I want when I say 3D, like the whole movie's 3D, it's like animated, but it's still 3D. But like, it switches from that Borderlands style of art where it's like that uh, cell shaded uh, art style with like the not choppy frames, but you, you know it's not 60 frames running. I don't think anyway. 
and then uh it skips like uh, you know the whole thing is across dimensions so d- certain dimensions look different and certain dimensions you know behave different so just during certain scenes like it switched from like this version of this version it like it looked amazing so like it just- was it was mind-boggling bro like it just character to character they'll be in the same frame but each character might be drawn a different way or animated a different way and uh i'll get into that into spoiler talk a little bit because like i know certain characters took such a long time to animate um but yeah and i already think it's hard to say if this is better than the first one yet for me i think animation wise it is better it's just it's took another leap and you know and i think it's hard to say because the first one had such a good tight uh story and this one is two, but like he said, it's a part two. And, you know, that's not spoiler because it's everywhere now. Everybody knows that there's two films. And, um, but over time, I think I will grow to like this one more than the first one. But it's hard to say after just one view. And how do you feel about that? Uh, me personally, yeah, I'm still mad about that whole two part situation. Uh, but just from like a story standpoint, again, no spoilers or anything, but like, I wouldn't have been mad if the first film was like the two-parter, if that makes sense, because they were, you know, doing so much to world build and stuff like that. But, you know, the first one was about Miles, obviously, one, getting bit by the spider, two, learning to control his powers or at least get some sort of handle on it. And, uh, you know, him, you know, giving hope and faith back to the original Peter, you know, so he can go back to his dimension, his universe and stuff like that and fix, you know, his problems. So it was kind of like a the first movie anyway. It was like a two parter where it was like Miles gets his power, but he's also you know learning about these other Spider People and helping Peter with his problems. Whereas this movie is about Miles, like it is dead ass all about Miles. Uh, so I guess again, I, I can't cast any judgment until I see the full trilogy. But again, I, I'm only saying you know story wise, I wish the first movie would have been like this two parter. So now we would have got like that second ending to the movie, just so we had like all these universes to explore. But like when we're hopping dimensions throughout the movie, especially in this film, uh, it starts off the same. You know, the introduction with the uh, the comic book and stuff like that. But it's not like you know in the first one it was like everybody got an introduction. I want to say there's like maybe three this time around that get the the comic introduction. Uh, and they are important uh, to the story. Like they're like the main central characters. All these other cameos of people that you've seen in the, like the trailers and stuff like that, they're banking on you knowing those. So that's why he said Easter eggs. So uh, especially if you're like us, like us, like a big Spider-Man fan, you know some of these. Like we were on the screen, like, hey, we're doing the little bit, yeah, Leo yeah yeah we were like leaning over to each other like hey that's that's yeah yeah it's like if we didn't catch if somebody didn't catch somebody he's like hey did you see that or did you get that like (laughs) again it was four of us too so like yeah it was just going back (laughs) yeah and it was stuff he missed uh and it was just like it was crazy without yeah yeah. we can't yeah hard to like not tell you because like you probably seen a couple things now but i don't want to i don't want to do that i don't want to now yeah uh, yeah, like you said, I can't wait to get the Blu-ray and just, like, freeze almost every single frame. <laughs> but, like, the last thing I, I kind of have to say about spoiler, the spoiler-free section is um, the two-parter didn't really bother me because, I mean, I'm greedy because I could have just set... How long was the movie? It was, like, two hour, 30 minutes or something. We got there at three, but we, it didn't start because, you know, ads and all that stuff like that. I want to say, what, 310 maybe? And yeah, then we left something. I want to say around, I don't know, because I think we got in the car at least two hours. 
minimum. Yeah. So I, I think... want to say two hours and some change, like two hours, 40 minutes or something like that. Because we yeah, actually but... stayed credits because we thought there was going to be like an end credit scene. Yeah, until I looked it up and there was not. But um, um, it didn't bother me. Like I just, as a greed, like huge Spider-Man fan, I wanted the whole thing. And it would have been like a four-hour movie, but I would have sat through it because it was just had my attention so much, you know. And yeah. I think you would have too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but but it's a two-parter, but it in a way doesn't feel like it because it's still self-contained enough where you can enjoy it by itself. It's not just a stepping stone. I mean, it obviously is for the main story, but it's a um, it's self-contained enough where it's a standalone movie that you get some huge information out of and you can enjoy it without seeing the next one right away. You know, it just builds anticipation. Think of like Avengers Infinity War. Everybody was ready for Endgame, but, you know, it just built up on expectations even more. I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it. Me personally, I think COVID got in the way and they like, uh, there was probably certain things they wanted to put in the movie uh that they couldn't this time around again for linked like timing is also a thing uh you know people's uh, attention spans and stuff like that isn't that long anymore so they probably knew hey you know people are gonna be running out and again there was so many cameos and stuff just like jammed into this movie there's probably so much they still want to do uh or maybe you know because i want to say i was thinking about this literally last night it, it just came to me uh, there's actually across like I I don't want to say this is the title but there's like a Spider Verse uh thing going on in the comics at least it was recently so I don't know I don't know if it is still now but I know recently there was like this Spider Verse event so I'm thinking that story might tie in later and they might bring some stuff from like the comics over and then you know kind of link it with this story so yeah I could yeah, see that for sure yeah it might just be a they don't want to you know get in the, the way of the run uh deal right now. Or yeah. it also could be, you know, due to some of the cameos, it could be they're waiting on something else to drop. That's true. Or for some deal to expire where they could get someone else in, if you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah. I like you said, like it's a link thing too, probably, because if they fit this into one movie, they would have had to cut it down so much. Yeah. And then they would have probably had to cut a lot of stuff they were proud of and that they had in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, deleted scenes would have been chock full, but like, again, we can't really fully judge uh, at least the series until that third, you know, the, the the second sequel, or it's not the second sequel, but the you know the sequel to this part one comes out, and there's the, we have the trilogy pretty much. But as far as this movie goes, again, I, again, I'm not saying like the story was rushed or anything. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm only being like a nitpicker. I'm I'm griping because like, damn, I thought it was gonna be done. And then, I mean, I knew there was going to be a third movie or something like that, but I, you know, mm -hmm. I want more. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not saying by any means, like, it's not bad. And, you know, no. as a writer myself, I know what they're doing. And I'm, you know, overall, I'm going to be at, uh, overjoyed with the, the final product. Because, again, it's, I'm looking at it as like, I mean, it's, it's what a sequel is. So it's two stories, but like, you know, this one's probably just the world building setup because, like, Again, a team is put together by the end of this. So going into the next movie, we're probably going to open with them. So that's really all I have to say for the spoiler free. I'm ready to jump into spoilers if you are. All right. I mean, you issue the warning. Okay, people, listen up. This is your last and final warning. If you have not seen this movie, which we both highly recommend, just go see it. You know, pause the episode right here and then come back after you've seen it. 
And make yeah. sure you get that Spider Verse uh, bucket of popcorn. At least for ours, it was thirty bucks. I don't know where it is for you, yeah. but make sure you get it. If it's still there, it might be sold out already. It was like they should have some. I didn't get it, and I regret it. <laughs> you got the crown instead, bro. <laughs> yeah, they had Miles and Gwen popcorn bucket, and I'll insert a picture for the YouTube. But it it was awesome. I just didn't get it because I had pre-ordered my popcorn online. And yeah. I had already got it, so I was like, I'm not going to get two popcorns. But yeah, I should have. <laughs> you can't walk out of theater with popcorn. That's just weird. You I've can. done it before. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is your last warning. Pause it right here and come back after you've seen it. And now we're going to jump right into spoilers. And I'm going to say one thing to start spoilers off. You ready? Donald Uncle Glover. Donald Glover. No, he's lying. Uncle Ben dies. That's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uncle Ben appears just to die. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I just want to start it off with Donald Glover. <laughs> Only because, you know, we get to see Donald Glover finally in live action um, as the Prowler. And it's oh. really... Huh? In the suit. He was the Prowler in yeah. the... In, what was it? Homecoming. He was... Well, they didn't. He didn't say he was the Prowler. He was just his uncle, Eric. Yeah, but I'm saying the character is the Prowler. That's what he was. I remember, they all had the weird tech. They had the Iron Man tech-looking suits. He was the Prowler, but he didn't have the the Marvel accurate suit, if that's what you want to call it. I yeah, I guess. But um, <laughs> it, it's really a full circle moment for him since he's the reason Miles Morales exists in the first place. You know, and uh, you know if you're not familiar with it, he was on on community the tv show and there was an episode where he wakes up in his spider-man pajamas he uh it was a nod to you know obviously the character in community if you don't if you haven't watched community also recommend that uh wasn't troy is his character in uh, community it's been a long time since i watched it. it's, it's gone off the air for a long time and he wasn't in the last season so uh but his uh, character was like very childish uh Childish can't be no ha, but no, he was very childish. He uh, was a jock in high school, but they go to obviously it's called community. They go to a community college, and you know his character goes from like, oh, I had to be this in high school, but here I'm this childish. I get to be what I want. I get to be a nerd and do you know? It was very uh, Donald Gloverish, if that makes sense, because he's like this nerdcore rapper at the time too uh, during the airing of Community and all that stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. he plays this nerd Troy, uh, and his friend is Abed. Uh, they're very nerdy. I mean, I really don't know how to explain it. So just, I guess, for a weird intro for one of their community episodes, he again, he wakes up in his uh, Spider-Man pajamas. And again, that's very in character for that character, Troy, if you watch the show. So after that, people are like, oh, you know, you got this similar build. Uh, you know, I'd love to see a black Spider-Man. And some people got upset and was like, oh, I'd like to see a, I forget what's the one they used because he said it in a stand-up. But I did read one comment that was like, oh, we're going to make Spider-Man black now? We're just going to make Spider-Man black now? That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna make Spider-Man black. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make Spider-Man black now. We're gonna make Spider-Man black. Well, why don't we just have Michael Sarah play Shaft? <laughs> and I didn't respond to any of the stuff I saw online, except for that one. <laughs> I wrote back, uh, dot, 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 yes. But he was like, oh, I'm tired of people basically. And you hear this now. It's like, oh, they've gone woke. But there's people saying, oh, I'm tired of seeing, uh, you know, these uh, white characters as black people. But the whole thing is, Stan Lee even said this himself. The whole thing behind Spider-Man is anybody can be behind the mask. And I think 
to kind of wrap this back up into the movie. Uh, that's kind of what this is. And again, we're in the spoiler zone, so he gave the spoiler warning. But uh, basically, everybody's telling Miles, hey, man, one, you can't be in this big elite group. Fuck you, first and foremost. That's what they're telling him. But then there's like, yeah, you're not a good Spider-Man. You didn't have you didn't suffer through this. You didn't suffer through that. You don't know about, you know, everybody's heard great power, great responsibility. But you you don't you don't live the you don't live the motto. But like yeah, the whole yeah. thing Spider-Man is anybody can be behind the mask. And uh, so with Donald Glover, you know, going for that um, that Spider-Man cameo, not cameo, but uh, he dressed up in that costume. He would also later go into uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man on Disney XD going voice miles morales uh the first time around and later seasons i forget who voices him but uh so he actually did get to play spider-man uh but only the voice and uh this was alongside what drake bell did the voice for ultimate spider-man uh on disney xd so i'd say that was a full circle moment because like that was my first on-screen introduction to miles morales and uh i I pretty much have an extra episode dedicated to all this because i don't want to get all you know sidetracked yeah 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 well like it you know, it's just cool to see him in a Miles Morales movie. You know, he's not Miles Morales in the movie, but, you know, he's Uncle Aaron. So it's really cool to see. And, um, yes, that was had to be our first spoiler, man. I just, you know, because everything is because of him. <laughs> oh, it, we didn't say how, like, you know, inspired the comic writer and then obviously get created Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah. But um, before, in the spoiler-free talk, as I was saying, I had one gripe with the movie, and that was just the sound mixing. At first, I thought this was just a, a theater thing, like our theater, you know, sometimes plays it too low. But the in the beginning of the movie, uh, Gwen, Gwen is giving a uh, monologue over some music, and I couldn't hear it at all. Could you? I heard it. It was so low, though. Like, um, and I, like I said, I thought it was a theater issue, but I saw online that everybody was talking about this and saying that they thought it was a theater issue, but it was just in the movie. And I thought the whole movie could have been turned up a little, but that's just, like I said, a minor, minor gripe if I had to pick one thing. And honestly, that was my only issue with the entire movie. I love the story and I loved how it wasn't just Miles movie. Like, yeah, it's Miles movie, but it, a lot of it was about Gwen too. Like she was uh, the number one character back and forth with Miles a lot of times. I mean, we started the movie off with just Gwen and her dad and that story, which was like probably 20 minutes opening until we got to Miles and the opening credit title card, you know? So I thought that was really cool because everybody loves her. So it was good to see more about her story and her dad and her dad's an asshole, bro. <laughs> he he's on the hunt for uh spider woman they called her in that but they didn't call her ghost spider this time around but <laughs> yeah but she takes off the mask and it's her right and he, this dude still got the gun at her even though it's his daughter he's like freeze don't come any further. he's leaving out some key points so in her universe basically Obviously, if you, you you know the story of Gwen Stacy, uh, Peter dies in her universe, and that's how she becomes Spider. Uh, I don't think she calls herself Sarah. She doesn't call herself Spider Woman. She calls herself Spider Gwen because that's her name, and that's how people distinguish her. But um, so yeah, she get but she becomes Spider Gwen. Uh, Peter uh is bullied by. I want to say that was Flash, but I don't know. It could have been. Yeah, we don't else. know for sure. Anyway, he's bullied, takes his serum, and instead of turning into the Goblin, he turns into this mock-looking lizard, the lizard uh, person. Yeah. 
I'm not too keen on uh, Spider Gwen's lore. I just know Peter dies basically, and that's how she becomes Spider. She still gets bit, but anyway, she's Spider, uh, the Spider person in this universe. Peter dies instead, and uh, her dad, uh, he's still what is it? Commissioner? No, he was Captain Stacy. Uh, he just sees a dead Peter, and she uh, he assumes, hey, Spider-Gwen uh, did this. I'm going to track you down, and I'm not going to ask any questions or ask any of the eyewitnesses that saw the event for any weird reason, even though that's what a cop should do. But, uh, yeah, so that's why the gun is pointed at Gwen, even after the mask. He didn't ask questions. He didn't bother to. I, I love the universe design of Gwen. You know, her universe was so just pretty and like uh, mesmerizing to look at her world was like really painted and depending i noticed like depending on their emotions and stuff the background would change and like in the beginning it was like cold and dark you know because uh gwen was scared that you know she was losing her dad and everything so the world was really dark and blue and stuff and then near the end of the movie she's having a real heartfelt moment with her dad and you know she was having this heartfelt moment so the background was changing and like raining down like orange and warm colors and i just thought that was you know really unique and i've not seen that really in movie except for maybe um inside out they did a little something like that with the characters changing you never seen that no but i just want to say first easter egg so the colors he's uh referenced in here just to describe it, it's like a watercolor pastel type thing going on uh and basically, it was mimicking her uh, Gwen Stacy's or Spider Gwen's comic run. The first cover is literally like the background when she's like talking and walking and explaining her world and stuff like that. I caught that and I was like, oh, that's that's really uh, that's a really nice attention to detail. Uh, so, again, I got to give that one to just the art directors and everybody else that worked on that one. That was just like a really nice touch. Yeah. And uh, the background would change and everything. But also she changed from time to time. I don't know if you've seen, but like. Her hair would become completely purple. And yeah, in her universe, mood. yeah, in her yeah. universe, it did change. Uh, but mm-hmm. in Miles, it usually just stayed the same. I saw that. No, but I loved her universe, and uh, it was, man, it was just so cool. Like the cop lights, and you could see like the paint strokes and stuff. It, there's no wonder it took so long <laughs> to make this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, what did you think about Gwen's story and like her? Um, kind of promotion in the movie you know she had like a really big part in this movie i'll say this uh again you know me i'm i don't i don't know how to explain it i'm i'm all for strong female leads uh again i wouldn't say it was gwen's movie but she definitely did i wouldn't say get a promotion either but like she was definitely a central figure in this because one she's connected to miles um Two, she was the first, obviously the first character we see on screen, because like you said, it started off with Gwen and uh, her turmoil and everything with her father, her bandmates and stuff like that. Um, And then it just goes from there. And basically she gets recruited because she literally has no other choice at that point in the story. Uh, And then, you know, some time passes and basically she finally gets a mentor. Whereas Miles had, you know, Peter in the first movie. Gwen was just so happy to find another mentor. Uh, and then she learned she can travel dimensions, not at will, but basically with the, you know, the help of a, a gadget, basically. And uh, they're basically just helping clean the multiverse because the movie opens up basically with this uh, Renaissance version of the vulture. Like he's literally drawn in a different way. So you can tell and he's glitching. So you can tell he's from a different dimension. He's drawn in like this sketch paper. It's like beige and brown. Uh, yeah, it's supposed it's- to be like Da Vinci. Like sketches, yeah, he's, you know. he's really jagged and stuff like that. But basically, he just barges in 
starts trouble and he's doing all this st- crazy stuff with gadgets and um basically honestly, crazy stuff yeah i want to say it was supposed to be a, what the movie refers to as a canon moment uh i want to say that one of those building things was supposed to follow him, captain stacy there but uh anyway uh that's that's a plot point for later but uh anyway so basically the movie uh starts out uh, uh you know somebody from another dimension hopped over so from the first movie we thought miles had fixed everything but there's still anomalies happening elsewhere. So that's why this movie is called Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, and she gets recruited into um, Miguel's group. She gets a mentor. And then six months later, she, uh, you know, is training under this. Uh, well, you could say it's Spider-Woman. Uh, and uh, basically, she gets a better grasp on her powers. She goes somewhere she's not supposed to. And uh, I mean, she's supposed to go to that universe to track the, the main villain, the spot. And uh, but she gets too close to Miles and then he sneaks into, you know, head, headquarters, basically. Yeah, basically, Gwen is set out to go across different uh, multiverses and find these anomalies within that universe. But yeah, I really loved her. And I, I feel like it is a promotion from the first movie. She was a part of it, but she was more so part of a team. This time we got to see where how she started, where she came from. And we got to see more details about her personal life and story. So, and I love the introduction. We might as well get into it. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 29.9. You know, it was his suit. Man, I loved his suit. What'd you think about that? He always has a nice suit. And the, the cape, he has a cape on his suit, but it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like digitized. It uh, materializes when it wants to. I think mainly when he's gliding and stuff like that. But when he's actually like in combat fighting and stuff like that, it kind of disappears like it goes away. So I think it's like a uh, what do you call it? A cloaking device also, like if he wants to go invisible or something like that, because it like, again, it either went invisible or it just went away. But it, like you see the cape mainly when he's in air, he's like gliding or something like that. But uh, his suits is obviously because he's twenty ninety nine. He comes from the year twenty ninety nine. Oh, shocker. Who would guess? Uh, he has like the most advanced suit. So he has like all kinds of gadgets and I forget, but I want to say his spider that bit him is also different. So I want to say he has the shocking abilities like miles, or it might be something else, but uh, he has a whole bit, a uh, bunch of different powers from original Peter Parker uh, and obviously miles and Gwen. Yeah. The only really knowledge I have of this character is from the video game, shattered dimensions, Spider-Man shattered dimensions. That, that game is really, really fun if you guys haven't played it, but um, yeah, he appears with Spider-Woman. Uh, basically to fix this anomaly of the vulture from a different timeline. And like you said, they recruit her and stuff. But uh, Spider-Woman, what did you think of her? Honestly, I wasn't, I was indifferent on her character. Um, I like who voiced her, Issa Rae. She did a good job, I feel like. And she, I loved her Tron bike, you know, and the character design. (laughs) Like, that's something to say about this movie. Like, even if you're not crazy about, uh, this character, whatever the animation is incredible through and through. So I I was indifferent on her character. You know, maybe in the third one we'll get to see her do more and stuff like that. But she was kind of just eh for me. What do you think? I didn't like the suit design. I don't care. You know, a lot of people say, oh, she's race swapped now and she's pregnant and she's fighting. I didn't care about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I was mainly just focused on the costume design because, like, she didn't stick out. Like, you, she basically had to tell you, "Hey, I'm Spider Woman. I'm uh, I think her last name is Drew, so I'm Jessica Drew." Uh, that's that iteration of Spider Woman, uh, which originally I think showed up uh, in the Iron Man uh, animated show. 
I want to say that was a 90s version of that too, that whatever the one was on Fox, but basically that's that Spider-Woman. Um, so her powers are slightly different and she's supposed to be able to fly, but obviously she was on a bike the whole time. So I'm pretty sure there was a Akira slide bike or a slide, a bike slide in there. I, I'm there pretty was sure that in there. There um, was. Yeah. She actually like incorporated the bike into a, like a lot of her fighting, which was weird. But again, she's pregnant, so I guess you can't do a lot of the, you know, the, the web sling and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I didn't have a problem with her, uh, her introduction. I will say her character, at least in this first movie, and I get that she's following orders and stuff like that. And like the, my main thing is like Miguel, uh, they set Miguel up to be like this leader of all uh, of this Spider-Verse stuff going on because he has a technology one and uh, two, he's the one who picked up on these anomalies. Uh, so he's kind of the de facto leader and everybody else just follows his word without second guessing anything. Uh, so she yeah, was just kind of following him the whole time. And it's like, Oh, you know, I don't care how many people I don't want to say it like this, but again, I said it earlier, there's canon events that are supposed to happen. Like the death of captains, basically the death of uncle Ben, there's certain moments that define a Spider-Man when they are supposed to step up and use their powers. Uh, yeah. so they're like, I'm perfectly fine with knowing when and how these people die and letting it happen. If it yeah, means that's saving not in the universe, and she that's just not Spider Man. It's not. That's what I'm saying. That's what no. I was saying earlier. It fits into like anybody can be behind the mask, but you got to know with great power comes great responsibility. And Miles' whole thing, kind of just to get the main plot going here. I'll just reveal that. Just basically, go ahead. Yeah, the main plot. Basically, they're telling him, "Hey, you got to do it this way. You got to let these things happen." But the whole thing with Spider Man is, if you have the power, you have to save people. And he's like, uh, if I, you just told me my, you know, my dad is going to potentially die. I'm not just going to sit here and, you know, let that happen. And they're sitting there telling me, you're the original anomaly because of you, there's a universe without a Spider-Man. And, you know, that's cool and all, but, you know, uh, if, again, with the power, great responsibility, and he's using it to the best of his ability. And again, they're all sitting there ragging on him and stuff like that. But like, you know, a couple of them aren't any better. And my whole gripe is Miguel's a hypocrite. Like he went and intervened a whole universe and got it erased. Well, that's why he knows and he's so strict. But to me, I feel like he's holding back with holding back information. So we could go ahead and talk about it. So Miguel O'Hara, like he said, he's leading this spider universe, basically, of all the Spider-Men. And they all listen to him blindly because he caused an anomaly and destroyed a whole world, basically. So he's so depressed in the movie and i love his character design and he just looks so menacing and miserable you know so he's miserable so he said he find he went through and found this universe where he was happy for once and it's he had kids and a wife so in that universe his his self died he was shot and died uh we got to see the whole thing he was shot and everything but Anyways, he went in to replace himself and have this life with his daughter and his wife, which that's not really his wife. So it's a little weird, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, since he did this, it caused this crazy anomaly and the world, everybody started glitching because he was there and he did something he wasn't supposed to. And the end up the whole world basically just collapsed because of this so this is why he's so on this mission to like protect multiverse and stop it from happening and corrupting everybody in every universe but i he was kind of shady in the movie i feel like he's withholding some information did you get that sense too i mean yeah not just you know um 
what's the word I'm looking not to generalize, but literally the first shot of Miguel we get we see him shooting up something. Well, not yeah, the first shot, sure. but the first shot it was in the base. In the base, when we see him, he's literally shooting up this green venom-looking shit. Yeah. And again, I don't know his character too much, so that might be a part of his powers. But uh, you it, know, it's I, I was like so blindly, uh, you know, trusting of somebody who's you know shooting up. That's just not no. I I feel like it was almost to stabilize him because when we see him fighting the vulture in Gwen's universe, he um he's getting so angry. He's like, it looks like almost like he's a vampire. Like, yeah, it was morbid time. Yeah, yeah, it was morbid time. <laughs> but he was getting his fangs out, literally, and was gonna bite the vulture's head off. Is what it looked like until the heli- uh, police helicopter came and shined the lights on him. So, and I, I don't know say, if that. Hold on, I will say that was very. That was a very vague shot, and I want to say that was intentional because the way it did it, the the lights from the helicopter flashed in on him. So you know how shadows, you know, ref- you know. I don't want to say refract, but they, you know, they stretch out and do different stuff on different angles. So for all we know, because it was a shadow that we saw, we don't know if his like mouth physically, you know, transformed. That's true. Fangs, because all we saw was a shadow. So I don't know if it was like alluding to him being like a monster or him hiding something, or he actually, you know, turned into something for a minute there. But that's true. It could just, I just be want to point that out. That's a good catch. I I didn't even think of that because it's probably it could just be foreshadowing or something. Yeah. But. Then, then, like you said, then the next time we see him, he's shooting up something. So it's something, you you know, like the Green Goblin has the serum and stuff. But it's like, we don't know for sure. But um, getting back to, like, the plot, like, that's the main plot is to protect the multiverse from collapsing and doing that stuff again. And this happens when anomalies happen. Like, uh, he was saying... So basically, Gwen finally comes to see Miles after six months, and we catch up with Miles, and it's been, I think, a year or almost two, right, since Into the Spider-Verse at this time? Yeah, I want to say a year and six months or something like that. And he, like you said, he's his only Spider-Man in his universe, and he's bulked up, and he's got more powerful, and he's got a new suit. And uh, I really personally like the suit. It's hard to compare to the first one since the first suit is like, you know, his homemade suit and everything. But did you like his new suit or you weren't feeling like, it, right? I didn't like it. I, I like the classic ones from the comics. Uh, I think it'll grow I re- on it. There was one uh, in the game, the Miles Morales, like uh, DLC. It was a Prowler looking suit. And that's what I finished playing the game with. Uh, I wish he kind of would have uh, used that, but that was cool. He yeah. kind of does later on. <laughs> yeah, he does. But I enjoy the suit and the whole movie. People are just making fun of it, which I like because he's got the red stripes going down the side. So some of the characters be like, what was he bleeding from his armpits? That kind yeah. of thing, you know. But um, and then in uh, Miles Universe, we we meet up with the main villain of this movie. Well, one of the villains, you know, because it's Miguel O'Hara. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? He's but, an antagonist. The, the yeah, vi- the villain antagonist. Type, yeah. Yeah, he just opposes the villain is a is is an, is an asshole with no just cause for anything. He does directly oppose, but we had this conversation with like the puss and boots thing too. Like Jack Horner was the the villain, yeah, but, but the death was the antagonist. Yeah, exactly, so another one of those situations. Exactly, but the main villain of uh, this movie is Spot, which the Spot. they Spot voiced by Jason Schwartzman, and um, he did a good job, I think. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> his comedy is always kind of like hit or miss for me, but I liked him in this role because 
I love how uh, these spots started off as like a joke and then he becomes more menacing as the movie goes on. And his capability, uh, power is incredible. The first time we see him, he's like clumsily robbing a convenience store's ATM. <laughs> so do you want to tell him about his abilities a little bit? So basically, again, from the first movie, uh, this was uh, the bagel. Al <laughs> no, no. The Alchemax uh, facility where they got the spider. Uh, we're going to reference that spider, the spider 42, because that was. Uh, yeah, that was a number they uh, dictated to that spider. So basically in the making of that spider with the I want to say it was a hydron collider they used or something like that. It was whatever the collider was that they used in the first movie. Um, it created that spider and that spider went and bit uh, Miles Morales, obviously, and it wasn't supposed to be there. That was the first anomaly. And because of that, there's a universe without a Spider-Man. And uh, now I'm kind of wondering if that's the spider where it came from in that universe. Is that universe the one where Doc Ock comes from? Or what do you, Viv, excuse me. Mm, I didn't think about that. It could be. I just thought about that. But anyway. So basically from that uh, collider uh, going off the second time and what they thought was fixing the universes from, uh, you know, going haywire and uh, falling apart on themselves. That guy, I guess, was behind the scenes doing something because I guess they were trying to get the spider back. They really wanted that spider for uh, research and stuff like that. I guess he was too close to the machine. And uh, because of that, he got fused with like this dark matter and the, the collider at once. So now he has these black spots. That's why he's why that's why he's named the spot. Mm -hmm. he has these black spots i guess made of dark matter or whatever they i don't think they really went over it that much in the movie uh they probably did and i just wasn't paying attention but anyway he's like these dark matter spots and with those he can use those to teleport uh through at first just locations in space yeah. so the difference is like uh with space this is like going into uh you know theories and stuff like that but space so far it was like when he when we first see him it was only you know as far as he could see so basically uh, for those of you who are watching, you get to see this. But basically, if you put up a portal here and you put his hand through, the hand will come up other somewhere else, basically. And uh, he basically just go as far as he could see. And he was having a hard time controlling that. But once he got back to the Alchemax factory in this or, or in Miles' universe and got more uh, of that dark matter and stuff like that, he was able to travel other dimensions at will going through those spots. So that wasn't just space. That was also space, time, and dimensions. Uh, because, like, it was this weird foreshadowing. Uh, I guess since he, the spider that bit Miles was from his original universe, the Spots universe, and that uh, whatever was in the spider's radiation was also part of Miles because he got bit, and also the Spot because you know that dark matter mix and then the collider going off. He was able to like communicate this message to Miles with like a foreshadowing of I don't know. It's like this omnipotent. If you've ever seen Tengen Tapa, Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann, it was kind of similar to that. The spiral, the anti-spiral being like that, but he was able to tell him like the future. He's like, I'm going to take everything away from you. Now in real time, he just got knocked out. But uh, in that little confusion, he was the spot was able to tell Miles, hey, I'm going to fuck shit up. You think I'm a, <laughs> yeah. a, a feeling of the week now? Yeah, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And he was able to tell him this uh, this uh, foreshadowing. But it was uh you know, important to note is again, when we first see the spot, he's white with black spots. When he gets a hold of all this dark matter, he's black with white spots. And it's like, oh, that's not an important, uh, you know, distinction. But I think that's, you know, hinting at his power and his like uh, control over those abilities. Because like he got exalted, he basically defeated himself. He overexerted, <laughs> used all his spots, and then he got stuck. He was basically all white. Yeah. And he couldn't go anywhere because he didn't have any more, I guess, any more of that dark matter to, you know, go anywhere. Um, 
But once he got a hold of that Alchemax factory in uh, that universe, like he again, he slipped into it, but he was like, you know, getting darker and it was like more black over his body. Once he got a hold of that, he didn't get tired throughout the rest of the movie. He was basically just hopping through other dimensions, getting more of that dark matter until he could become stronger. So, yeah, when he lost all his spots, he was in a fight with uh, Miles and he like you said, he was losing all his spots. But at the end, he he kicked his own butt Yeah, <laughs> and he fell into his own spots and they were all gone and that's when he kind of figured out that he could go to different multiverses because he was uh trying to get out but he was poking his head through the different spots and he'd end up in a lego world you know which was hilarious yeah. we got to see lego spider-man and j jonah jameson which i gotta say we've seen all these variation of spider-mans and stuff but j jonah jameson was the same person in every <laughs> universe which i really loved was he um, thank yeah, you, yeah. Thank at least the, the same yeah. voice. Like sometimes we wouldn't see his character; we would just hear him, like on the television. But um, yeah. So he figures out he could go to the different multiverses, and you know, Miles doesn't take him serious at first when he's fighting him. He's he's texting while he's kicking this guy's ass, you know. So he's like, "I'm not gonna be the villain of the week. You're my arch nemesis," you know. Yeah, and that's another thing to note. His whole vendetta with Miles is just because. Uh, you know, he was at the wrong place, wrong time. And he's like, oh, you you shouldn't have, you know, kicked that Hydron Collider back. Uh, you screwed up my life. You took everything away from me. I can't get a job. I can't do this and that. So at first he was like this relatable, you know, I feel bad for him kind of villain. You know what I'm saying? But then he just kind of got out of control and out of control. And like, I, he's going to end up, you know, harming himself in the long run. I think kind of, you yeah, know, it, yeah. it was foreshadowed earlier when he uses up too much of that power and he can't, because it's not really his power. He's just... Uh, able to manip able to manipulate dark matter but like i don't think that's his power if that makes sense so he's in he's going to end up being consumed by that i think it's a crazy ability if he learned how to harness it properly he'd almost be unbeatable but you know he's also mad at miles because he hit him with a a bagel <laughs> you remember in, in the first one yeah th it was that we didn't see him, I don't think, because I, mean, like, I want to say they changed his character model. But anyway, like he did in that scene where they're stealing the hard drive from. Uh, uh, yeah, Doc. Yeah, yeah, Doc Ogba, or Viv, whatever you want to call her. They're stealing that hard drive from that lab. That was Alchemax. So I guess they were troubleshooting why that spider went to another dimension. And uh, during that, he threw a bagel at him. And he was like, hey, I, I didn't remember. Or I didn't <laughs> yeah, forget that. Yeah. You forgot me. I'll make you remember. And it was like this weird plot point. But see, I, I love that because... It, they took such little minuscule details from the first one and incorporated it into this one. Like we never thought that was going to come back. The bagel. We thought it was just oh, like a, a funny, I moment. gotta see, I gotta, see. I gotta go back and see. Cause I feel like that might've been like a, what you call it? Uh, retroactively added, but I gotta go see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think the character model did change a little bit, but He's only seen from a distance in the first one, so it looks like it could be him, and he has a different haircut. Like in the, they kept it vague. Yeah, it, it, but they did that for um Gwen's Peter. We seen in the first one, he looked a lot older into the Spider Verse when we got a quick flashback when she was over him. You know, because we didn't know exactly what happened into the Spider Verse. We just heard Peter died, but he looked older in that model, and then in this one, they made him look a little younger and make more sense. But um. I love how they just take these little details and carry it on. But yeah, we see Spy and he's going through and trying to <laughs> he 
he's tired of being joked about and he wants to become the main villain not just the villain of the week as Kino said so and that's why Gwen appears is because this anomaly uh, shows up and she's there to I guess detain him how do you detain him though you know like that field would have worked they had the, a bunch of gadgets basically and again that's why I'm saying Miguel was like the de facto leader because he had access to all this technology and stuff like that but um they could contain him, and again, if they make him exhaust all his, you know, his dark matter energy, he's pretty much just useless at that point. Yeah, and um, but I think what they really just wanted was him to not get a hold of the alchemic stuff because if he's weakened, I mean, he's obviously easier to handle. And he did, because uh, Gwen was distracted and she went to see Miles, even though she wasn't yep. supposed to. And they, you know, they still got great chemistry in the movie and a lot of flirting. But she was like, "Nah, listen, this ain't gonna work," because. Gwen, Gwen falls for uh, Spider-Man in every multiverse, and uh, it never works out. <laughs> but that's Miles, like, that's Peter though. That's Peter. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Miles is like, maybe it's it could be different this time. <laughs> yeah, she, I love the chemistry between them. When she first sees him again, she's in his room and looks through his notebook. You know, yeah, and it's just like it's picture after picture. And uh, man, that was just hilarious and. Uh, I love the dynamic between the parents uh, meeting Gwen and Miles, too. You know, that was just hilarious. They're like, what are you doing? You know, she comes out with this hoodie on and stuff. No, 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 no. They they see a a girl's hoodie on Miles. That's right. Gym, and they're yeah. getting on to him because he's like, they're saying, oh, you're being irresponsible. But again, that's the whole thing with Spider-Man, having to juggle all these different identities and be everywhere at once. But you can't. You, you can't be everywhere at once. And they're like, they just see this girl's jacket on his bed. And they're like, oh, is this, That's you've why. been hanging out doing this. Yeah. We thought you were making up your friends and just being ridiculous. But nah, okay, I see what you're doing. And they end up grounding him and all that stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the whole movie, he's like fighting with himself. Is she, he should reveal that he's Spider-Man like he wants to at times. Because his parents are just so disappointed in him. You know, he's always late for everything. He don't show up for classes. So, well, cool. No, it was just Spanish. It was just Spanish. They got just mad. Spanish like, six cut. You're, yeah, you're like you're you're half. I think I want to say it was Puerto Rican. I forgot what he said it was, but you know you're <laughs> half. Why are you Why are you failing Spanish? Yeah, yeah. Pointed. Yeah, and yeah. I love the bit with the cake. He's supposed to get this cake for his uh, dad's accomplishment of becoming captain. And yeah. <laughs> He, he anyways he picks up the cakes because he writes so much on it that he has to get two cakes and in between he's having to fight all these villains and he's so down about it you know but they're cutting the box and stuff and by the time he finally shows up he opens the box and it says i'm not proud yeah <laughs> after this whole apology said i think this cake will better explain my apology or my sentiments you know without me having to say it. and he just opens it up so sure that it still says his message but then it says oh i'm not proud and that, that kind of got him grounded. <laughs> it was very funny. It was hilarious. And then uh, back to the main story, moving along, it goes, uh, Gwen sees how powerful the spot has become, you know, and Miles follows her. His mom said, go, you know, go. He was grounded, but she ungrounded him. And, um, basically, she sees what happened and he got all these new abilities and power not abilities but he became more powerful because what was he doing he was like shocking himself right no no so that's his venom ability so the spider that bit him had just like this electrical ability or at least manipulation and you can see that in like the the spider-man game 
Uh, he calls it his. He's got a, a bunch of different things, but it's mainly called venom. Uh, so you can do a punch. You can drain. So what he was doing, he was draining like uh, this uh, transformer, uh, trying to practice that ability. Because uh, at first it was like this little shock of tingling. I think he got that with um, Kingpin in the first movie. It was just like a little tingle, but it knocks you off your feet. But he had been training that one. So now he can drain whole transformers and stuff like that. And he literally blacked out the city. Uh, so he was trying to drain a force field uh, so they can shut off the machine. Yeah. And then that leads him. He's now could travel through different multiverses by himself. He don't need like a, a watch or nothing, you know. So then this leads what? No, he can't do that. Yeah, that's how. That's what he's doing. He's no, going he through his own. No, the spot. Oh, you talking? About, oh, I'm talking about. Uh, I thought you were talking about Miles. I, yeah, no, My, uh, Miles <laughs> no, has venom no. drainability. The spot was yeah. He was just draining dark matter. No, yeah, that's what specified. I'm saying. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Miles. I must say, huh? <laughs> no, the spot because now he's going through these different timelines and stuff like that, and so Gwen has to go after him basically, and he ends up. <laughs> In India, but in a different yeah, it's um, a different dimension where Peter Park or excuse me, I forget, I don't want to pronounce this. I name, got it but, right here. It's uh yeah, a, a, we meet the Indian Spider Man, and it's pa I'm sorry for butchering it, but it's Pav Pavatir Prabhakar. <laughs> That's probably so wrong. That's why I didn't want to pronounce. But anyway, <laughs> that version Spider Man just happened to be in uh what was it India or was it somewhere else specific? Uh, anyway, it, it, it was, was like, India. Yeah, okay, so let's just was, not say. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like messed up and racist here, but but I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was too. I just I just want to make sure because they had those. <laughs> he had those jokes because um they kept saying to him that they love chai tea, and he's like in India, you know, chai means tea. So when you say chai tea, you're saying tea tea. But yeah. Uh. So there was like this Indian Spider Man. I, I hope that's right. Pretty sure it is, but you know. It is. Uh, I looked it up. <laughs> and his his webs were different, so it actually looked like these old mm -hmm. yo-yos. Actually, that he had, they weren't like web slingers. It was like, like this long ass uh, string on the end of a yo-yo, and he wrapped those around basically to get around. It was it was kind of cool. I like seeing that. It was uh, awesome. Yeah, he used the uh, his wrist bracelets to do it. It looked like. And uh, he was also dating a Gwen. I forget what her name was, but he was dating a Gwen, and her father was a captain. Yeah, uh, so, so that started yeah, the little trend there. Yeah, and that man, I loved. Anyways, uh, spots there, so Gwen goes after him, and then Miles sneaks and follows to help. You know, because he also has invisibility. Exactly. So she and did, no one yeah. thought to you know have a sensor aside from one other person in the movie, but that's because she was like a robot, so she had all these other not a robot, but she was in her universe, but she activated or she was you know in helping them out through an avatar or something like that. But like, yeah, she was a VR. About, yeah. yeah. If they knew about miles and Gwen had firsthand accounts and knew his abilities, I don't know why they weren't prepared for that. Cause what they I didn't... said it was plot armor, but like they should have known to use like infrared and stuff like that to see him. But I don't know. And then spider sense is a thing, but I don't know. They didn't all know he had that ability though. Cause, um, did he have that in the first one? What spider sense? No, uh, invisibility. Cause he told yeah. Gwen in he... the lab. Remember? Oh, at the end, though, it was a, right? it was, it was, uh, it was a, uh, what do you call that thing? It was involuntary, basically, but it's like a fight or flight thing, uh, in animals. Uh, did um, thing that was his spider's ability because again, th these spiders that bit him are different. It was supposed to bite mm -hmm. somebody else, but it bit Miles, and it was also from Alchemax. It wasn't like the Oscorp spider. It wasn't you know the regular spider from you know whatever. It was a way different spider that you know had way different abilities. Uh, 
So I think invisibility being the main thing, the venom something, and then there's something in the comics now too that has. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if Gwen knew about that yet though, because when she came uh in this movie to him, because he was saying his new abilities, he's like, oh, I got new abilities, I could do this, and I could go he was invisible. Talking about the- the venom dream but she knew remember when that's how they snuck up on kingpin on that collider remember in the yeah it's, it's been a while since i've seen it but you're right you're right yeah she knew about it but yeah I, yeah i guess they just didn't think about it there was plot, she was like plot yeah hole. plot hole that's what it was yeah she was just like uh he's not gonna follow me but she should have known <laughs> and again i don't know why they just didn't have like a tracker because again their whole point was he was the original anomaly so like mm-hmm. surely he would have been on there like there. I mean he was technically on a watch list because like yeah he can't join under any circumstance. We we hate this guy, uh, but like surely they had like some kind of track on him because like again he's an anomaly. He should be like the biggest blip on their radars. But whatever you would think. But um yeah. Anyways they go. I don't know the Earth number of Indian Spider Man's world. Did you catch that? No. I should have. I should have researched that. There was so many so much stuff going on. We just need to rewatch it. But they get there and they're fighting uh, the spot and trying to stop him. And then one of the anomalies happens uh, that Miles does. You know, like he said, uh, Indian Spider-Man, he has this huge, hilarious bit. And he's talking about his girlfriend and, you know, what he does every day. He's like, another easy Spider-Man task or adventure. Another easy Spider-Man day, you know. And he keeps saying that. But he's faced with... This is an Easter egg too. He's faced with a choice, much like um, Toby's Spider-Man from the first uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, where you know Green Goblin has these two buses or rail cars, and he's like, he's got two, and he's like, you save the, the class girl or save the kids, yeah. yeah, choose, and then he drops them. So this is kind of another reference or Easter egg. Indian Spider-Man has to choose either saving his girlfriend that fell over a bridge in a bus and he webs her in the very like similar way that Toby did. Don't say it like that. <laughs> webs her. <laughs> That's how you get that radioactive uh comic we don't talk about. <laughs> webs. Oh man. But yeah, he's holding it like in a similar way that Toby is and then he sees is it her father in that world? Yeah. 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 Yeah, her father, Captain, you know, and other ones is Captain Stacy, but I don't, I don't know his name. Yeah, but and they had different names. It's a very like we learn later that it's a similar event that happens to all Spider-Man. Like, you know, a police captain close to you will die, and this was supposed to be the Indian Spider-Man's uh, canon event. That's yeah, canon event. That's right. And he has to choose to save his girlfriend or the cop that's going to be crushed by rubble because the cop is trying to save. Uh, this kid but and he was supposed to die because obviously indian spider-man was choosing his girlfriend and but miles is there and he's spider-man as spider-man you want to save everybody you can so miles immediately dives in to save him and gwen tries to stop him because she knows this is a canon event which is kind of cold bro like she's just gonna let this kid die (laughs) you know and this cop but he finally gets away from her and he goes and saves the kid and bam, that causes an anomaly. And we see this huge, like a uh, catalysm almost open up. But yeah, they, they end up saving the day. Uh, but you missed an important thing. There was four spider people on that thing. So hobby Brown gets introduced here too. And he's oh, like, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 
English Spider-Man. Well, he's Spider-Punk. Let me Spider say that. Spider-Punk, yeah. I just thought it was weird. So I think he also has a similar ability with, or he's seen a Miles in his universe that has that Venom drain ability because he's like, because Miles is using his fingertips in, uh, initially to drain yeah, the electricity. Things. And he says, use the palms. And that, that later, like, that's a lot of foreshadowing. He's like, you, we see him later. And this is uh, after they saved that Spider-Man, uh, is uh, basically his canon event. He disrupted it. Excuse me. Let me say that. Uh, we later see him, like, just stealing stuff out of HQ. And we're like, what is he stealing it for? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, you're not like us. You're, you're smart, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you haven't lost anyone important yet. I mean, again, uh, his Uncle Aaron is important. But, like, you haven't lost a captain. You haven't lost an Uncle Ben. You haven't lost your father figure. Stuff like that yet. Uh, you know, you're not, you know, you're still a novice in the Spider-Man game. And, you know, you're not like us, basically. Why is that? You can go free. You know, you have everything you want right now. Don't, why mess it up and get involved with us? And he's like, he said it specifically. I forget the line, but he's like, don't enlist in a war where you don't know the side or something like that. He said that specifically. And again, Spider-Punk's whole thing was like anarchy in this movie. He was just doing shit for like shits and giggles pretty much. <laughs> uh, but later on, you know, that was foreshadowing. He helped him uh, miles later on uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, uh, Spider-Punk's character was incredible, man. I love his character design. And this is one I was talking about in the spoiler-free section where uh, the movie probably was pushed back because of COVID and all that. Yeah, but because of the design of characters. His character design was, like, so uh, breathtaking. Like, every time he was on screen, you just would, like, you know, he stole the scene. And I heard, like... uh, either the animators or someone talking that it took like two years just to do his character. So it kind of made sense why he just dipped out in like the middle of the movie. Cause, but I, I can't wait to see more of him and uh, Daniel Kalua that voiced him did such a good job, man. And his humor and nonchalant uh, anarchy attitude was great. And it worked really well with like um Peter B Parker and stuff like that. But yeah, he, the po- what was his ability though that was confusing to me because he could just like push through stuff too was it like with sound waves yeah that's where he had the guitar so it was an electric amp so i'm assuming that's how he uses his yeah, that's what i'm mm-hmm. saying he might have that venom because i didn't he doesn't carry an amp with him mm-hmm. i'm assuming his electric is coming from his hands and stuff like that his uh voltage and stuff like that uh so he just basically breaks this uh barrier uh after miles weakened it is what he said um I didn't see him shoot any webs, though, I don't think. He had to, though. He was, like, swinging around somehow. He was, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see he might. For all I know, he could have been using guitar strings or something. I, I didn't see him. You know what? Now that you say I didn't either, but he I had to. Uh, yeah, there was so much going on the screen. Again, that's why we have to, you know, get the disc and watch it. But, like, I'm pretty sure he did. He's a Spider-Man, but, you know, yeah, even yeah. T-Rex had even shot a web. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, surely he did. We just didn't know. But um, yeah, his whole thing was a guitar and I, he had the electricity and shit like that. And, and again, his design, just to better explain it. So he was like this uh, Billy Idol looking character. Uh, he had this crazy ass like uh, if you've ever seen Denzel Curry's hair when he had like those weird. Yeah. 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 You know, it looked like that. He had piercings. But uh, his character model, it was like similar to Miles. But he had this like magazine clip and stuff behind him, and it obviously was British. I, I want to say it was like those British style mm-hmm. like fashion magazines. Yeah, he kind of he made yeah. me think of Jimi Hendrix a little bit too, underneath the mask. I I loved his design though, and like you said, he had the comic book like clippings behind. Oh, his... No, 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 fashion magazine. It wasn't comic book. Uh, like behind his guitar. 
Yeah, that was like the fashion magazines. That's how they looked and stuff like that. Comic books. Okay. Like yeah, but it, it would like change all the time. So I can't imagine like the work they put into that character. Like they spent so much time on him, and uh, I would watch a whole solo movie with him, honestly. But <laughs> we could jump forward now because um, after the events that happen in Indian Spider Man's world, they go to headquarters. Right? Isn't that what they called it? Yeah. In uh, is it it's. Miguel O'Hara's universe, or I'm pretty sure it, it pretty looks sure. futuristic, so I think it is his. And um, they go to the HQ, and because Miles at this time is like glitching because he doesn't have a band or anything, so this is when we get all of the fucking Spider Man. It was it was overwhelming because Miles was like, I thought you said this was an exclusive club. What happened to that? And it's literally every single Spider Man ever. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to say the ones that stuck out to me and stuck out to me and the ones I wanted to see were the spectacular Spider-Man that run that was on four kids, I want to say. Uh Insomniac Spider-Man again, Spider-Man PS4. Uh oh, you stop that's mine. <laughs> I'm just saying the ones I saw. Uh Ben Riley's Spider-Man. So if you know the Scarlet Spider, he has that weird janky suit and he's a clone of Peter Parker with blonde hair, basically. Um we saw I want to say the one from uh, the six, yeah, the sixties was in there. He did this weird <laughs> yeah. thing because uh, you know the sixties animation was like it was like old anime stuff. Though. Like they was cheap and they used the same frames pretty much. So whenever he went, went to go shoot his web, he said, "Oh, I pulled something." That was. <laughs> they had um, his theme at least. Yeah, for a little bit. I was so mad they didn't play mm. the whole thing. They played like two seconds of it. Uh, I want to say I saw like a PS2 Spider Man in there, like the the, the character model. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say I saw Iron Spider in there, so that uh, there was suit. Yeah. Obviously, Miles and all of them. Uh, and I want to say I saw a symbiote suit, but I don't know if it was like the Venom or it could have just been a black suit Spider Man. Jesus, he took all mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah I mean, but... the Insomniac one is the only one you you spotted me. I didn't see him unless he was on the poster. Excuse me, until he was on the poster. Yeah, and he had a few lines too, and he was in the chase scene. So it was really cool to see Insomniac Spider Man. That's like the second time we've seen him in this movie because we've seen him in the beginning. Uh, it was who what's his friend's name miles friend i can't remember is it genki genki he was playing uh ps4 spider-man and they showed it twice but yeah i've seen the insomniac spider-man he was right there the cameos the that no i will else. i will but insomniac spider-man was right there at the tanks with all the different uh variations of prowlers and uh what doc ox too i think yep or rhinos or something and yeah, Rhino was in there and Doc Ock was in there. That's when we got the live action Donald Glover. We seen that. And I seen a symbiote Spider-Man. Um and the spectacular Spider-Man from 2008 series. And there was actually a lady of uh, Venom too, I think. Symbiote Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Spider Women in there, yeah. And uh, I Park know a lot of them. The parked car Spider-Man. <laughs> the parked car. You talking about the the little hut the buggy? Yeah, that's from the '60s comic book run. He has like a and well, actually, that was in Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man. He has all these weird gadgets, and I used to have the toy with that car. Actually, oh, that's they, awesome. They did a lot of weird promotions. I don't know why Spider-Man needed a car, and it ran on like webs. Like it didn't yeah. have the gadgets on webs, but like <laughs> yeah, on webs. Like what? <laughs> there were so many Spider-Man though. It's just like we probably missed so many. I need to watch like a breakdown video. There oh, was... Bombastic Bagman was in there too. Yeah, 
and I didn't see the Japanese Spider-Man, which I really thought we were going to see. Um, you no, probably in no Spooderman. I mean, come on. I was expecting Spooderman in the back, bro. I think he was. Somebody's, we just got to watch break. Again, we don't have the disc to, you know, freeze frame everything. So, <laughs> but yeah, and we go through all that. And then Miguel takes him and basically explains to Miles the canon events. So this is when canon becomes canon. You know, so it was. <laughs> oh, man. It was great, though, because everything's canon now. But this is when we see um, he's basically explaining, like Kendall was saying earlier, that something, all these events have to happen to Spider-Man for him to be Spider-Man. There's Uncle Ben and there's uh, Captain Stacy, some captain close to you. And, and we get all of these flashes of different uh, Peter's losing their Uncle Ben's or Captain Stacy. So this is when we fucking see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, which I honestly didn't expect that at all. I I heard rumors. Um, it wasn't them. It was just like clips, you know, from their movies. Yeah. Like uh, they show Toby a few times in the background. Like there's so many photos and you've seen him losing Uncle Ben. But we got a close up of Andrew holding uh, Captain Stacy. So it was really cool to see that. Did you expect that at all? After I saw Donald Glover, yeah. That's true. I didn't even think. I was like, ain't no way. I thought this is what they were giving us. Like, it, like, it was jarring at first. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not a cartoon. That's Donald Glover. Yeah. <laughs> so after I saw that, I was like, okay, well, there's probably some more in here later because there's got to be a Spider-Man. I thought what they were going to do, and it was probably going to be too much. And it looked weird because, you know, those Who Frame Roger Rabbit. So even the Sonic movie is weird. Like when you have like these animated characters and then live action people it looks weird so you want to keep it all one thing and yeah one weird one off to the side somewhere so it weren't like oddly placed if that makes sense they were strategically in place where Mm -hmm. they didn't look out of place i know that sounds weird but that's the only way i can explain it yeah because at first when you see donald glover you're just like your mind's like a person (laughs) but it makes sense it makes sense because we've seen a lego spider-man you know and like it's just every multiverse and um we actually seen the venom uh universe too when yeah spot pokes in so and i want to say that was a new scene right you watched it i want to say that's a new no scene. that was new yeah she was the convenience store lady um but this is when basically they're saying you have to let this stuff happen two miles that your dad is gonna die because he's becoming captain so he's gonna die and he's seen a flash of it earlier of his dad dying, trying to save a kid from the rubble because of the spot. And uh, a big plot line in this movie is everyone's trying to tell Miles what to do or how to be. And he's got that line. He said, everybody's trying to tell me what to do. And he says, nah, I'm going to do me. You know, so that's a big thing. He's learning to become his own Spider-Man and live for him and he might be the most honorable out of all of them because he's just, it might sound greedy because they tell him this and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to save my dad, but all these people will die. <laughs> Did you take it like he's greedy or he's being like honorable, you know? It's hard to look at it. I think what they're doing or what they were saying is like, you know, this is a canon event. I fucked something up, or at least on Miguel's part. I fucked something up and this happened. So what I, I, I know this is going to happen. And, you know, it's unfortunate because even Peter uh, Parker was talking to me like, look, man, there's some good things when there's some bad things because of you. 
I was going through my bad stuff, but because of you, I have Mayday Parker, which he had a kid. Uh, he literally, she was strapped to him the whole time, which was very <laughs> irresponsible. But um, so he's yeah. like, yeah, you know, because of you, you. And but that was also another plot point if you picked up on that. Uh, because of you, you made this happen. So they were like, again, they kept saying, "You are the biggest anomaly here. You're this person. You're not yeah. supposed to be here. You're an outlier." So it was two things going on. One, they're like, you know, this is supposed to happen. This is what happens in our universe. This is what happens in most every, you know, uh, other universe. But the second plot point was like, because he's Miles, because he wasn't supposed to exist in the first place. If you think about it, there is no canon for him. He was no. never supposed to be. So exactly. Like, yeah. even, uh, Peter uh, mentioned it. And then Gwen mentioned it. He's like, hanging around, even uh, Indian Spider-Man. He's like, because of you, things happen that we didn't think were possible. You make the what is it the impossible you know possible happen. yeah yes uh you know they're like I don't know what it is about you but you're different mm -hmm. so they were like you know I, I know what the canon says they're like, at the end of the movie they're like I know what the canon says but look the OG team basically teams up from the first movie and then there's the Indian Spider Man I want to say Spider Punk came back out there Gwen and it was uh the Avatar Spider I forget what her name was and she's like a really important character but the Avatar Spider yeah I can't I can't yeah, remember it's like it, it's, yeah it starts with the it, S but I, I Spider Man mm -hmm. <laughs> they get added to the roster anyway uh, and that's where the, the the movie ends and they're all on this building going out we got to find Miles because basically. He tries to do something and he gets sent to the wrong universe because, again, his spider that bit him, 42, Spider 42, sends him to that universe where there's no spider. But uh, basically, they team up and try to, uh, I guess, help Miles find his way back. Before that, though, it, Gwen is kind of on uh, Miguel's side. And, you know, this is they trap him. They don't go easy on him at all. They're like, this is what's going to happen. And you we're going to stop you. They don't even try to talk him down. So. Miles doesn't even have time to think. I don't take take it as he's being selfish because uh, he doesn't have time to process what's happening. He's like, he heard his dad is going to die. So he's trying to get back and they trap him immediately. And that's when Spider-Punk, you know, is like, use the palms. <laughs> so he busts out of the trap. And this scene was incredible. It might be my favorite scene from the whole movie. There's like a thousand Spider-Man chasing Miles. <laughs> And this is when we've seen so many different ones. And um, yeah. the T-Rex Spider-Man was hilarious. Because yeah. he had he had the little wrist, you know, and he could, he said thwomp. Yeah. And just my thing that I was surprised I didn't see was Silk. So I want to say she gets introduced in the next one. I hope That's, she does. I think so. I There's a lot we could uh, do for predictions. I think that will happen. But, um... Yeah, and you know Peter B. Parker had a, a lot minor role, but it made sense for this movie. I understand why he did, but I feel like he'll be more of a prominent role again in the third one. But um, this is when it kind of flips, and Miguel isn't like this leader. He becomes the antagonist. I think in this moment when he's chasing Miles, and he, I gotta tell you, man, he's scary. Like I wouldn't want that dude chasing me. He's just fucking jacked. And, like, he's got scars all over his face, and he's just so menacing. And that's another thing. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on it, but, like, they kind of sampled the Prowler's theme from the first movie. Yeah. Whenever Miguel popped up on screen, it was very similar to, like, that theme. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. That, that sounds terrible. Yeah. You, you, just, you know how it yeah. sounds. They remixed it kind of uh, whenever he got on the screen, and it sounded, like, really similar. Yeah, he had his own theme, but it was, like, it had that bassy, like, uh, distorted texture to it. And it, yeah. it was so menacing, man, when he just called him midair and like he 
he was, you know, he he looked like he just wanted to kill Miles, honestly, because he he looked like he just hated him because he was just saying, "You're the anomaly," you know, like you were never gonna be a part of this, like you were always the issue. So it sounded like they were always just gonna kill him. And this is when Miles finds out that Gwen and Peter B. Parker and all his friends knew this already, and they had been lying to him. Anyways, he finally gets away from all the Spider-Men and outsmarts them. Again, like Kendall said, he uses his invisibility power. And they couldn't find him <laughs> at all. It took he used the... a bunch of powers, but mainly his brain. Because he's like, you don't even know where you're going. This is my universe and all that. So he's like, yeah. He was keeping yeah. a mental note of everything, bro. It yeah. was... It shows you how smart and powerful uh, Miles is. And, you know, it, it could have to do with his, um, not his mentor. <laughs> nah, they kept joking about that, too. <laughs> but it, it could have to do with the spider that bit him, too. Um, like, because he's got these different abilities. But it's just Miles, you know. He's really smart. And he, he outwits all of them, even Miguel. And, man, I love that scene when he sends him flying and stuff, you know. That was great. He goes invisibility mode and he um he got all of the Spider-Man on the one train to like distract them and stuff. But he basically he's trying to go back home and I can't remember her name, but she's the only one that was able to see Miles when he was invisible. Yeah. Um but that's only because she had like a thousand different filters. You know what I yeah. mean? It wasn't really like um heat sinking, I wouldn't say. It was. The only reason yeah. she didn't see him at first is because he was on the roof and she was just looking straight ahead because the machine was going off. So she just looked straight ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this machine that looks like a spider, it like gets your DNA and shows you your universe you're supposed to go to. Um, and since that spider that bit him was from 42, yep. it sent him to the wrong world. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, felt that, so smart figuring that out in the theater. Like, and then he said it like five minutes. Later, everybody, like, oh, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> when did like, you oh, figure it out? Well, when the spider grabbed his DNA, honestly, because it, it said, uh, it, she said it takes your DNA. And now, mind you, every time the spider bites a, you know, a Spider Man, it alters your DNA. So they kept, and then they kept just bringing up the number 42 from the spider. They like, they literally said it with like, they did say, and I didn't catch almost it. <laughs> every 40 minutes. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, spider 42, spider 42, spider 42. So I was like, Oh man, that's going to play a big role later. And he's like, Oh, so I'm getting, and then, and then uh, my thing was, I thought the girl who, uh, again, with the goggles, the avatar spider, I thought she let him get away because she knew this. So that's how I kind of picked it up. I was kind of wrong in that assessment, but it was like, that's what like tipped me off. Cause it's like, oh, she wouldn't let him get away for nothing. She was like a diehard Miguel fan. She was like meat riding hard. Uh, <laughs> well, they had that but, moment though in the beginning. Her and Miles, like they were kind of becoming friendly. I wouldn't friendly. call that a moment. I, I wouldn't call it. She she was dissing him. She's like, yeah, get out of here. This is my this is my zone. <laughs> <laughs> we're, news clash, buddy. We're all Spider Man. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, she was like, most again because like this is what Miguel told him like he's the original anomaly he's like the whole reason we got to even team up and do this in the first place all your worlds are in danger because of this guy like, yeah. and again the spider literally went to a random universe and again they're saying oh it was supposed to bite that Peter Parker but that Peter Parker already had powers he was already Spider-Man in that universe mm -hmm. so no there was never a Spider-Man in uh, Earth 42 and yeah, because it went to a different dimension, but there was a Spider-Man. They're saying it was never supposed to bite you, but that spider went into the universe. Who was it going to bite? It was like if it didn't bite Miles, it was going to bite that Peter. So no, it, was it wasn't never supposed to bring there. That's what Spot I, said. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. like, 
they're saying, oh, it's because of you, but like the spider jump universes, he didn't go jump to that universe and tell it, hey, bite me. That wasn't no, you're right. Yes, yeah, sp- that was Spot's doing, but um, yeah, I don't know because in Earth well, 42, Max, he didn't, yeah, yeah, because he brought it there, he said, but I don't know. That That's a good point, actually. Like, I'm sure yeah, I'm- we'll get into that in the third one and we'll figure out, you know, he's not the anomaly, he's like able to fix these issues which is what it seems i don't know though (laughs) you brought up a good point but i figured out he was in a different uh at the wrong earth because uh his room was complete it was a lot different you know if you notice the walls and stuff and some people pointed out that his mom's eyes were different colors i did not catch that i didn't see that (laughs) no i didn't catch that but it was a really good moment and added a lot of tension to the story already we got this great scene with Miles finally um, telling his mom he's Spider-Man. And she had no idea who that was. That was that was pretty hilarious, you know. She's like, is that when you dress up for Comic-Con? <laughs> and he said, what? Like, he had no idea what it was. But, um, yeah, this is when we get to see Uncle Aaron again, though, which was really cool. And I didn't know we were going to get this at all. Um. I figured he might be dead in that world, too. Did you think that? No. When they said it was without a Spider-Man, the only reason he got caught was because Spider-Men were messing around. But my thing was uh, the character design was a nice touch because they made him look like uh, Gambino. Because, like, you know, Gambino, in the, uh, when he got caught, he had gray in his beard. That oh, Uncle that's Aaron, true. Again, it was only a year. So that Uncle Aaron had, like, all-black beard. But this one had, like, this, like, it was, like, obviously a longer beard. But it was also, mm-hmm. like, gray and he had like the, you know, he was styled like Gambino. And obviously not the hair. I don't know why they didn't do the hair and copy it completely. But he, he was still bald. But the, the gray hair was like a nice touch. And again, it, it was the only difference. But he wasn't uh, the prowler in that world. You know, which we get to find out. Because uh, Uncle Aaron is immediately knows that this is not his Miles. Because... <laughs> He's it, once we meet that Miles, he's got a completely different vibe about him. He even talks different. Did you catch that? Yeah. So basically, you know the plot point where Miles is failing Spanish. This might well, yeah, yeah. This Miles in this universe yeah. speaks Spanish, so that was like a huge tip off for Aaron. He was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he acts like him and Miles are gonna go do some job, and he immediately, you know, catches on, and he um. He, who hits him? I guess was it um it was, that it was Aaron. It was Aaron. Hit the shit out of him too. Remember bro. he handed the glove to remember he handed the glove back. That's right. And you know, when Miles comes to, he's like strapped to a um punching bag. And then this is when we get to see because at this time Miles thinks that he's still the prowler, you know? And the, this is when we see that that Earth 42's uh, is uh Miles is the prowler, which is a pretty cool twist. But he was kind of dumb. He's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you, you look, you're looking at yourself face to face. Who are you? <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> and myself, I was asking myself, like, because uh, he's chained up to this punching bag. I'm just like, this dude's got superhuman strength. Why doesn't he just bust out? Do you think he's trying to connect with them and get them to help him? He was trying to reason with them. Because, yeah. like, the main plot point that they were trying to make was obviously in that universe, 42, mm-hmm. uh, his dad died instead of Uncle Aaron. So that's mm-hmm. what uh, I guess they were implying that's what led him on the path to become the Prowler. And obviously there was no Spider-Man, so crime. Uh, I didn't know if they teased because, again, this is a Sony 
kind of endeavor here. So I don't know if other heroes would exist, but obviously without a Spider-Man, crime was just running rampant in that New York. Sinister Six. um, It was weird. Uh, Yeah, they they, uh, tease Sinister Six on the news we heard in the background. Did you catch that? Yeah, I I yelled at it like a child. Sinister Six, oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. Uh, yeah, so they're like, they're implying without a Spider Man crime ran rampant, uh, and it looked terrible, mm. man. Uh, it's like Gotham City almost, bro. It was a bunch of Prowler logos I've seen everywhere, uh, but yeah, they're implying with the death of his dad, uh, Miles would have became the Prowler essentially. So the only thing saving Miles in that, uh, in his universe, the one we've been following, was um, one, the spider, and two, he had like a bunch of mentors to look up to, and his dad's still alive being the main thing. That's true, yeah. And he, Miles is trying to reason with them and say, you got to help me to go back to my world to save our dad. And, you know, the Prowler's like, that's your dad, not mine. So he's like, that ain't an issue. But I kind of feel like um, eventually they'll, you know, they'll uh, help him out. Do you think they will? I don't think so. Did you not see him charging up on that metal chain at the end of that? After he saw that, after he said, that's not my problem. No, he was I didn't charging see- his fingertips on it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's got to bust out. It's gonna be a good fight then. He's gonna fight himself. That's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. But um that's basically where we leave off on the movie. That's the last scene. We see that and uh Gwen goes back to her world to confront her dad and they talk things through, which I spoke on in the beginning. It was a really good moment. Um it took away from the action for like a minute, but it was a really good moment, I think. And uh this is when we see Gwen. She's going to do her own thing and form her own team. And that's when we get to see a Spider-Man Noir again. So I'm excited to see him again. I really uh, enjoyed his character from the first movie. Yeah, we didn't mention, though, that all of the other Spider-Men that are chasing after him went to the wrong world, too, didn't they? No, they went to the correct one. They were like, oh, why can't we find Spider-Man? Because remember, they have the watches to go to the correct one. He used that that Weaver thing to go back to what he thought was going to be his uh, world. That's why they're like, well, where is he? We can't find uh, Miles. They went to the correct uh, world. He didn't. Oh, that's what I meant. They went to the wrong world because he's not there. That's what I was uh, meaning. But uh, we get to see this cool moment too when um Miguel comes out of the, what is it? Would you say a portal or like a portal dimension type thing? You know, when they go to the different uh, multiverse and stuff. Mm, I I guess just a wormhole or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Miguel has like these knives basically on his suit, and we get to see him. He like cuts through it and like cuts through time. So I wonder if that's part of his ability too. I think that's just his suit. And surely, again, because he's you got to uh, think about it. He's in the future. He has all these advancements. I don't think that's part of his spider. Because if he can control time, he wouldn't need the watch. Or no time dimensions that he wouldn't need to watch i think he could just that's, that's part of the suit that's true yeah but i've just never seen anyone do that like they just cut through time basically with well, dimensions suit, like, not time let's, let's dimensions yeah, dimensions. uh but yeah uh, i mean I, I think that's just a suit yeah well that's basically the end of the movie right yep it was terrible if you couldn't tell we hated it uh, again, uh, you know, most people don't consider this part of the movie, but the soundtrack, I went and listened to that last night. That was heat. Heat, right? Yeah, bro. I was, I listened to it twice yesterday. Um, I gotta get that on vinyl. Metro Boomin was the producer of the <laughs> oh, soundtrack. God. What? Metro Boomin, make it boom. <laughs> <laughs> make it boom. 
But um, uh, he was actually in the movie. Did you catch that? As Metro Spider-Man. Yeah. He was the one. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Boy, you, gonna, you can't go anywhere. Oh, my bad, guys. He yeah, like, yeah. He was okay. hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, he looked. His design was really cool. But the soundtrack soundtrack was great, man. Uh, the Coyle Ray song was actually really good. I like that song. Did I you, like the, the end credits. The, that was like a nice, nice touch. Yeah. The ASAP Rocky song. Yeah. And then the Nas one, that was yeah. like a nice throwback because uh, Marvel was doing these things where they were redrawing uh, comic books with uh, oh, iconic yeah. pop yeah. albums. So they got Nas, which, uh, you know, the Illmatic. They did one with Miles, and I think they called it Morales or something like yeah, that. But it, Nas like, it had half of you know Miles's obvious his real face, and then the, his uh, spider suit face. Yeah, and I thought that was a nice touch to have Nas on this uh, soundtrack. It was yeah, he really ends nice. it, and it's called Nas Morales is the uh, final track. It was great, man. I I loved everybody on it really. There was like one song I think I skipped, wasn't a fan of, but um, Lil Wayne did incredible too. I loved his verse, bro. Lil Wayne. It's amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah. did you have any Easter eggs or references that you caught during the movie that you could think of? Not really Easter eggs. I mean, you caught this one, but he was playing the actual Spider-Man game in there. Uh, yeah. I was like, is that a low-res version of it? But no, it's the actual one. It just looked weird because it was they like just... at an angle. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, in the, I don't think in the first movie they name-dropped Genki's name, but from playing, you know, the Spider-Man Miles Morales mm-hmm. game, I knew that was Ginky, but this time they also like officially said, "Oh, Ginky, are those my like he 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 said his name basically." And I don't think he did that in the first one. I can't remember. Like I know in the game, but I didn't know if he was something else in this one. Uh, yeah. Like I said, if we said a few Easter eggs and references earlier, the the yeah. only other reference I had like two references that I caught besides it, which was obvious ones was um, Gwen Stacy's death from. Uh, Andrew Garfield, they teased that one because Gwen started falling just like um, it, uh, she did in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And he called her, you know, and then his line broke. It wasn't a big moment or nothing, but it was just a reference. Not a big moment. <laughs> you no, talking it, about the OG or in this one? No, in this one. I was about to say no. character defining. Jesus. That was the biggest moment in uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, That's in Spider-Man's history. I got the name black back there. but Yeah, yeah. And then um, me and you both caught this. He said, uh, uh, who was it that said it? it was Spot, I think. He said, I have the universe in the palm of my hands. Yeah. Yeah. And the Doc Ock reference, you know. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> they're, like, they're getting so on the nose with these references. Like, I was saying the whole pointing thing, that was like being overdone. But like. Oh, I just yeah. got to love that attention to detail. You got to love that attention to detail. Like you can tell these were made by like Spider-Man fans or at the very least they got, you know, fans of Spider-Man to come in and say, hey, this would be a nice addition or hey, you should add this Spider-Man or hey, you should reference this from this movie. Like I, I, I really like because I did not expect to see the spectacular Spider-Man. Like you said the, the character model was in there. But like mm-hmm. when you were saying earlier, like the uncle, the uncle Ben's dying and stuff like that, when they were doing those flashbacks, we actually got to see a shot from the show and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god i didn't think they were going to reference that spider-man ever again no there was and we probably missed out on some big ones too it's just it's too much to look at like that scene flies by and you're just like you know um but the, another easter egg is we got to hear alfred uh, molina's doc ock he says hello peter when uh yeah. they're chasing miles so that was cool um and that's kind of all of the little Easter eggs and references I caught. 
first time view and i'm sure like we said there's a shit ton more <laughs> yeah. um now we could get into predictions do you do you have any like strong predictions? Like, do you think anybody will die in the next one? Will we get introduced to any other Spider-Man? Yeah, I think the my huge prediction. Uh, now, hear me out. I think there's gonna be a third movie. Uh, there's gonna be like a bunch <laughs> of Spider-Man in there. But oh, no, wow. <laughs> uh, I, like I said earlier, I think the spot's gonna end up like uh, overexerting himself, and he's gonna, you know, he might come back to being a good guy at the end. He's like, oh man, you know, may, maybe I did go too far. Yeah. But, I'm gonna save my, or I'm gonna kill myself to save the universe type deal. But uh, again, if you read the comics and stuff like that, I want to say Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales. Again, they're two different universes, but in the comics, the Ultimate Universe, their universes get combined, and they actually combine not only with Gwen Stacy and uh, Miles as universes, but uh, they get combined with the regular Marvel universe. So I want to say they all coexist at the same time. But I don't know how they're gonna do that with this many Spider Men, dude. Like it's a lot. Um, it's but I was saying uh after we left the theater, I hope we get introduced to one Silk and two Madam Webb. Because if you've seen the nineties Spider Man, that's another one I didn't see in there. Nineties Spider Man. He might have been in there, but I think I know everybody the, I I really thought he was gonna be too, man. Well that's what I'm saying. Technically he was because it was just like uh it was a I don't know what to call it. It was like a later season of the nineties Spider Man where he had this black suit and he went to uh, a different earth, oh, basically. Yeah, technically that version was in there, but not mm -hmm. the you know, the cool one that we like. But um, mm -hmm. Madam Web played a big role in that with this whole multiverse thing going on in her thing too with the Beyonder and stuff like that. And even Spot was in that show too. Mm -hmm. But um, well, she's getting her I, own movie, you know. So I yeah, wouldn't I'm be surprised. Yeah, I want to see them interact with Madam Web because like I, I, I'm getting so tired of them not doing like anything with Madam Web. Because like again, I grew up on the '90s Spider Man, so like she was like a big focal point for that uh, that series, and uh, I just like. At least from what I've noticed, they've done nothing with her outside of that show. Um, but yeah, I want to see some Madam Web. Uh, and again, I, I'm predicting that you know the Spot's going to kill himself. Uh, and I want to say I, those universes merge, but I don't know how many are going to merge. But That's, somebody's going to. I like that. Yeah, because I could definitely see you know because it's it just got announced that Sony is working on a live action Miles Morales movie. And now is hey, that casting, bro? Like, come on, I, <laughs> yeah, I was bro. Cool. You got yeah. no webs, like no, no, no webs crawling on the walls and jumping from shit. Like, call me, bro. <laughs> he was, bro. The teacher was panicking too. <laughs> it's like, get that. Yeah, I don't want a lawsuit. I don't want a lawsuit. Look, bro, I can handle it. I can do it. Climb the rafters, bro. But I could see my beard. But you know, before I heard that prediction, I was thinking that um Miles could get sucked into like um. Tom Holland's Spider-Man Earth, you know, or something like that. But I don't think they will do that because they're probably not they're they're probably casting someone else than the voice actors. What I'm thinking, so it's probably gonna be its own standalone thing. But yeah. I think the spot um, becoming a good guy at the end makes sense, and I think that will happen. I don't know if he will die per se. I feel like he he could still live in um somehow, but I think the death of the movie will probably be Miguel O'Hara, which I feel like, because he's an antagonist, and I think he's going to be even more so until the end of the next movie. I feel like he'll make the ultimate sacrifice to help Miles or, you know, stop the canon event or something. But it's a shame because I, I want to see a lot more with Spider-Man 2099, but I feel like he might die. What do you think? Uh, Man... 2099 uh his design is great i didn't like this iteration because again he's like he's just a dick 
Like, I'm all for following rules, don't get me wrong, but, like, he's just unreasonably following what he thinks to be the right thing because I fucked up. You're going to fuck up, too. That's It's canon. It's ca- Trust me, bro. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You're just being a dick, bro. Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. I think he's withholding information, like, even more so. It's wild. The only thing I think he's withholding is that fucking whatever he's shooting up, bro. It, that, yeah. And, um, yeah. But I, I feel like he will have a change of heart and uh, be on Miles' side and help him, you know. And I think he might even save Miles in the end. But I don't want him to die. But I think he's probably going to die to like be able to change, you know. But I, I really hope not. <laughs> Do you think one other thing? Do you think we will see Tom Holland Spider Man because he was the only live action Spider Man we didn't get? I don't know. And I feel like they probably already re- referenced him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably already referenced him in this movie, and we just didn't catch it. Well, see, there was uh, a what scene. They do to age him up. They said our the Earth number. What's what's uh, Tom Holland's Earth like? The main I don't MCU? know. Is it? I, I six, don't know the movies. No, six, we thought six, it was six two. But that's not it. Oh, that's right. But they said his uh, Earth number, and they said uh, Doctor Strange. They brought up Doctor Strange. And they said that nerd. So I don't know when they said if they were referring to Peter, Tom Holland, Spider-Man as that nerd or someone else. But I, I kind of feel like they were mentioning that was definitely him because he said Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think they were referencing uh, Tom Holland. But I think we will get Tom Holland in this. I don't know if there's some kind of deal with Sony and Marvel going on where they don't want him a part of it, which I feel like Sony has the upper hand and would put him in it you know sell tickets and we might get toby and andrew but i feel like if we see tom it it's either gonna be like animated form somehow or it's gonna be like a post-credit scene something like that like we see him live action miles going there or something Hmm. I, i i don't know i think we've already seen him and we just didn't recognize the suit i don't think so bro like um but how would they explain that? Like, if one of them becomes animated, it wouldn't make sense, would it? Well, technically, that's what I was thinking about earlier. The way they explained it in the first movie, the movie Spider-Man, Toby Spider-Man, was the Peter uh, B. Parker that had the kid Mayday, remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, All his feats were the same. That's true, because we didn't really see those Spider-Men in this universe. It was just like a hologram of their world. So that would make sense, actually. So we still might see it. And Tom Holland has expressed uh, interest. Like he said, he wanted to be a part of the Spider-Verse. And again, uh, Marvel's What If, I I was saying this to her, not earlier, but uh, when we left the theater, that What If animation where it's like that weird 3D cell shaded thing going on, he's technically already animated. They could just use that version. That's true. They could do that. That would make sense, actually. We'll see, but I'm going to predict that he actually does make an appearance, uh, like I said, either animated or a post-credit scene. And uh, one other thing, do you think, since we got Donald Glover as the live-action Prowler, we'll finally see him in a movie as live-action Prowler? No, no. And if it is, he's just going to be walking and talking. He's not going to be doing no action scenes. I don't think we're ever going to see it because he got... He's already been the Spider-Man in the, the 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 animated show, and he's already been the Prowler in two of these. Now he's been in live action and then in, in the Spider-Verse version. I don't think we're ever going to see him again. I don't think he kind of wants to be that like because he's probably getting tired of it now. The whole Spider-Man. I don't know. 
Because they always tease him. They never give him a role role. So I feel like he would take it if they do it. I, I think this was the role. He's he's getting old. So I'm going to predict that he does show up in the movie. But it might not be a Spider-Man movie. It might just be a villain movie. Because you know how they're doing like the Craven. I feel like he might make another appearance in like one of those movies or something. If anything, he might be the Prowler. Oh, no. He, they've already got the Prowler voice in the, uh, the PS4. I don't know. I was going to say he might get that. He might get a suit in that one. I don't know. Because I think uh, anyway, he went to the prison or something like that to reform. He might yeah. get a cosmetic change or something to look like him. Who knows, man? I don't know. And You know, this is like a trilogy, they said. But I still feel like it's not going to be the end because this is Sony's best I want spinoffs. Yeah, I want spinoffs. Yeah. And like, I feel like we're definitely getting a Gwen solo movie. Um, and I feel like we're getting more miles too. Like he's such an inspirational character to so many people and such a big, uh, character for Sony. It's like the best thing they got going for them. They don't no. do Spider-Man right. Except for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the only thing they got going for him. Like, man, they fell off. So <laughs> they got Morbius. I forgot that. <laughs> it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time. But even though this is the end for Morbius units or more billion. Yeah. Even though, <laughs> even though this is the end of this trilogy, I feel like it's the end of the spider verse trilogy and we're going to get more miles, probably just at his earth and world, you know, and we'll probably get Gwen within it and stuff. And the, it sucks. Cause we got to wait for part three or part two of this one. And it's set for next year, March 29th, but I doubt it's going to come then unless they've already wrote it and started making it like with this film, you know, I don't think they did though, because there's still a writer's strike going on in Hollywood and that's pushing everything back. So we might be getting 2025 release, which I don't know if I could do it. I think it's again, we talked about that. I keep saying we talked about this in the theater. But uh, I think they've already finished that. And uh, I, again, like you said, it was a length issue. So I want to say that all this has been already written out, planned and stuff like that. But there was like, so the reason they split it up is like, this is too much for one movie. Yeah. Uh, we need to, I want to further go into this, but if we do that, you know, we're going to have to cut something out. So I'm hoping it's already written and they're just waiting to animate and do all that other stuff. But again, there's going to be new editions. So there's going to have to be new written stuff anyway. Yes. Unless it's like a thousand percent, done but i doubt it you know like you said yeah. you change stuff when you're in the middle of it you know to make sense and stuff but um do you have anything else to add to predictions or anything uh yeah go get that burger bro it's great yeah man the burger was good this uh, guy. <laughs> go get the crown they have a miles morales uh Sunday too, ice cream Sunday. I don't know what's in it. I think it's just like red dye this time. <laughs> red dye is probably strawberry syrup or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go see the movie with your friends. Go get some red whoppers and get some Sunday. <laughs> Tell red them whoppers. Get some blue waffles <laughs> while you're at it. Huh? Oh, bro, come on. No. <laughs> tell tell them the media buffet pod sent you. You know. They'll be like, who? <laughs> Just don't go pickle Rick in that bitch. Yeah. But overall, <laughs> this, 
this movie was incredible i can't wait for part two of it um it i think honestly it might be from a technical standpoint the best animated movie like ever like i can't think of one from a technical standpoint that pushes uh the limit on their style and i can't think of anything the only thing like story-wise like spirited away is obviously up there but from a technical standpoint animation i feel like this might be the greatest animated movie of all time yeah what you think in recent times yes but uh i just want to say this when uh you're saying from a technical standpoint, but from like a, a work standpoint, back in the day when they had to hand draw everything, mm-hmm. the, I'm, I'm referencing the Akira slide. Maybe I'm being biased because I'm, I'm rewatching it, but uh, it's being used today. And that, they're saying that was like a hard frame to animate that that slide itself, and that's why people keep referencing and stuff like that. It's just it was so hard to do at the time. It was a lot. It was just iconic. So I yeah, mean, I wouldn't definitely say this. I mean, this is one of the, but I wouldn't say this is the. I think there's an argument for it. Like it might be a little early to say, but at the same time, man, I've never seen anything like this. It's like it, it's so stunning to look at. Like every frame is just amazing. I'll say it's different than you know this. I wouldn't say garbage, but this oversaturated market of stuff that just keeps getting pumped out, pumped out. Like, cause you know, Pixar looks like Pixar, Disney looks like Disney. You know, what is I was about to say Cartoon Network, but no, uh, DreamWorks looks like DreamWorks. This looks different. It's you know, it it stands out. I'll say that, but um, yeah, but it does look like it has like it does look like it has some steep competition with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie because they nah. they're, they're they're biting the flow, but they're doing yeah. something different as well. That- it's like a domino effect, man. Every movie, like animation movies, trying new things because of Spider-Verse. But this movie, um, this trilogy, you can tell it's just made with so much love and like by fans and they're so invested into it. And if this sticks the landing, the third one, it could be the best comic book trilogy of all time. Can you think of anything that could beat it? I mean... Hmm... Spider-Man 3 See, collapsed, if you're just, but... If you're just limiting it to comics and not manga too, I don't know. Comic book movies, like superhero comic book movies. But mangas have superheroes. They're just from the Japan and stuff. Yeah, I'm saying comic books, though. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, so you're limited in it. Okay. Yeah, limited I don't know. A lot of people always say, like, Captain America has the best trilogy, but, dude... Some of it's a snooze fest. No, no. They're right, but that's only because it includes Civil War, which is technically cheating. That's an Avengers movie. Come on now. You know it. I know it. That's an Avengers movie. Winter Soldier is really good, too, though. But uh, Didn't watch watch it. You heard me. Wow. What's wrong with you? But the, (laughs) the first Avenger is really slow. It's a good movie, but I can't think of any other comic book movie trilogy that could beat this, honestly. Like Guardians is up there for me, but if they stick the landing, man, it's over. That's what I'm saying. This quality. They're going to stick it. Like this movie, the quality of it is so much higher than anything coming out, you know, especially animated. Like, do better. Do better. Get good. Get good. (laughs) This guy. Well, do you have any final thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse? Uh, no, again, like I said, 15 out of 10, uh, again, just be going there knowing that, you know, this is part one, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say they're making a whole universe out of this, and I would love to see some more heroes. Like I said, I don't know who Sony has, you know, in their list. Obviously, they have uh, Morbius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say they have Venom too. Yeah, they got Craven. Uh, but, if they're yeah. making the games, I guess what? Yeah, you said Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, you know, who all they have, but like, you know, there's a lot you can do with these characters, and like, you can see because honestly, they got the scraps out of the deal. If we're being honest with Marvel. Because the spot, let's be, how many of y'all really heard of that guy before this movie? Nope. I haven't so at they, all. They're really working with what they got here. Um, they're making it so work. So I just though, love to see. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd love yeah. to see what else they have and what else they can do with it. Yeah, and they, they still got Andrew and Toby under their belts too. Sony does. So they could, you know, they could do something with them. But yeah, I, here's my thing. And, uh, because right now, DC sucks at live action, but they got like a hardcore monopoly on like animated stuff like that. This could, if they do like, a, not TV show size, but like if they keep doing this right here, the animated shit, Marvel could potentially have both animation and live action going for them. Oh, exactly. I, I just want to say that. I, Sony, man, if they fell out their next live action thing, they should just can it all and just focus on this uh, animated universe, man. Like, no joke. But there is currently 12 projects in work for Spider-Man. There's a... I can't name them all, but we got the Spider-Man game. Then we have uh, a Spider-Man noir show. We got the Black Widow movie. And there was something else. I, I forget her name, but there's a lot going on. So they're definitely leaning into this animated side. And I think it's the right call because it makes them money. It's so accessible to everybody and it. It's quality, man. It's like, it's peak. <laughs> Final thoughts. Uh, love it. Can't wait for part two. Thank right, you. With the outro. <laughs> it's been two hours. <laughs> it's a long episode, but yeah, yeah we sound tired. Um, <laughs> thank you guys as always for tuning in and listening, and be sure to leave us a review and a like on our podcast. Leave us a comment if you enjoyed this. And like Kendall said, he's got a solo Miles Morales episode coming out. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? So, yeah, we're it's like these extra episodes. Uh, again, we plan for Wednesday on these releases, but like you'll get a, not a notification, but you'll see the post on our Instagram and stuff like that. But extra episodes. So if certain stuff doesn't fit in an episode or if we want to, you know, go on talking about one subject, uh, you know, that we really have an expertise in or that we really just want to talk about. Those are what those extra episodes will be for. So mine is literally the the title is called because of the internet. So I just go into a bunch of stuff around, you know, childish Gambino, Miles Morales, his inception and a little bit of static shock. Cause if you think about it, static shock is the Miles Morales of the DC universe. And then you're like, Oh, that's a stretch. It's like this young black superhero with like several mentors, you know, and like, one, it's just like how he was like entered into like the main scene, or like how people were first introduced to him. Like Static Shock was Static Shock, and he was like big back in the day, and that's kind of how Miles Morales is now. Like this is a lot of people's, at least children's, first black superhero. I mean, you could argue, um, you know, Black Panther T'Challa, but like one that that could they that oh my god, that one that they could relate to because he's a kid, a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Black Panther's an adult. But Static Miles, yeah. they're, they're teenagers. So great show too, man. I grew up watching Static Shock. Really, really good show. <laughs> but yeah, you guys can expect that from Kendall a deep dive into 
Miles Morales because of the internet. <laughs> but thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Peace.